The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at newbalance.com. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. On his way to the end zone. I'll tell you what I did was a spectacular play. It's time to dominate your fantasy league. What a play! Off to the races! Some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, Heath, and Ben. It's the Christmas special, a fantasy football today Christmas special. Welcome, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Recording this on Thursday night. I have already eaten my Chinese food and a bunch of cookies. I have a serious tummy ache, but I'm going to power through, and we're going to deliver some awesome starter sit advice. I'm Adam Azer. Dave Richard, happy holidays. You've got a red shirt on. Very festive. Thank you very much. I ho ho hope the spilkies are not too bad for you, Adam. <laughs> Thank you. I have a green shirt. Jamie, you are wearing a uh, holiday neutral shirt. Happy holidays, Jamie. I'm wearing an express shirt just for you. Oh, um, very nice. I really hope you have to poop during the show. I don't have, so. I have a, I'm nauseous, okay? I don't please, have that. Please make that happen. And, and Dave is reliving old memories. He has the Cuba stain on his shirt again. <laughs> it's not a Cuba stain. I washed my face before I came on the air, and there's a little droplet of water in my chest. Well, will be gone to live old memories. What we couldn't figure out. What did you spill on yourself? Oh God, I spill on myself every time I eat something. I don't know what it was. Well, I swear to God, I don't, it was brown though, right? Yeah, it was it probably coffee, something chocolatey. <laughs> no, I don't drink coffee. Right? Could have been. It could have been hot chocolate. <laughs> it could have been a fudge brownie Yasso bar. It could have been a million things. Okay, memories. Well, well, uh, we're, we might be a little goofy tonight. We're doing a night show, and that's going to be fun. I've got a new start of the week that I'm, going to, that I'm going to suggest to Jamie that he can make an amendment to his original article and do a new start of the week. But before that, I'd like to read you guys something from my favorite Christmas book. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Die Hard Christmas. "'Twas the night before Christmas and up in the tower, everyone was partying except for one wallflower john mcclain missed his wife things just weren't the same since holly had moved west and changed her last name and it goes on like this and i won't read the last ending but i did want you all to know that i have the Die Hard christmas book i am willing to play the game even though it's not a christmas movie you won't read the last line of the book all right let's see the last line of the book it's a good coffee table book by the way jamie is at the office and everybody who sees it like Goes nuts. Bearer oh, I have bonds. a fancy cops question related to that. Right, hold on. Bearer bonds flutter like fresh fallen snow as Holly embraced her blood spattered bow. So Merry Christmas to all and be kind to one another. And most of all, yippee Kaye, Justin Tucker. Merry Christmas. That's uh, not what it says. Come back to that later, Jamie. Let's get down to business here. I'm telling you who your new. This is very important. All right, fine. Oh, gosh. Give me a minute. I just need not even a minute. I need. What That's do you got? <laughs> All right. Office etiquette, fantasy cops. Uh-huh. I, I, I don't remember when it was. It was sometime last year um, because our office is under construction. So I had the book out, as Dave mentioned. The book's always out. And somebody came to me on a Monday, maybe, and said, Hey, uh, I just want to let you know, I took the book home to read. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> oh my god. It's a great book. No, uh, you cannot do Someone that. Someone took the book off your off your took desk? it off my desk, took it home, brought it back, put it back in the same place. I would have never known. No, you know where that book went while they were at home. <laughs> I mean, I never touched the book, so I don't care. But <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh, no, that's that bad. Now I can't wait to find out who did. You this. might have to burn the book. I don't. I I couldn't tell you who it was. That's... I don't remember. Oh really? I don't think you no, were you don't. Rem- you don't remember who? <laughs> no, how do you like, not know? We this? had like. When we had like all those producers coming in and out. So it was somebody, it was one of the producers? Yeah, somebody I don't know. Jeez. Oh my God, that makes yeah. it even worse. A yeah. stranger took something off your desk. Yeah, it was like, uh, hey, that's a great book. I just want to let you know I took it home for the week. At least he <laughs> like, told you. That was nice God. of him to fess up. All right, Jamie, you ready for your new start of the week? Yeah, Ooh. go ahead. Move over, David Johnson. Hello, Melvin Gordon. I like Melvin Gordon. He's, uh, he's, he's ranked in the same range as David Johnson. Is that with or without Philip Lindsay? It's without, right? With the thought he's not going to play, right? So if Philip Lindsay plays, you can forget this. But if Philip Lindsay doesn't play, do you realize that in their last five games, they are combining? They have averaged a combined twenty-five carries per game. This team has stopped throwing. They are run, 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 and he's facing his old team, and they're not a good run defense. And holy cow, I'd be so excited to start Melvin Gordon if Philip Lindsay were out. Yep, I'm starting him against Heath in uh, in in uh, one one of the championship games. Dave, how do you this feel? This is unbelievable. So we've got you versus me in one league, Jamie. Me versus Heath in another league, and you versus Heath in another league. That's pretty cool. Yep. Crazy, like, Mexican standoff fantasy football style. So, it, so assuming... Like standoff Adam's going to have with his toilet after the <laughs> I told, I have a... I'm <laughs> nauseous. That's going to be a one-way gunfight. <laughs> it's, it, I had cookies, not prunes. My goodness. So, like, are we starting Melvin Gordon over, say, Josh Jacobs, Chris Carson? Santa's dropping off the gifts, and Adam's dropping off something else. What? <laughs> oh man! Are we starting Melvin Gordon over Josh Jacobs and Chris Carson if if Lindsay's out? Uh, if Lindsay's out, yes. Dave, I, I don't know if I could do it over Jacobs, Carson, sure. Miles Sanders or Melvin Gordon? Sanders, I like Sanders. Sanders a lot. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, we've got. Big big Sunday coming up, obviously. Big Friday, big Saturday, big Sunday. But on Sunday, FFT and 5 at 830 a.m. Eastern. HQ, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Twitch, noon Eastern. And hashtag, all, uh, hashtag AskFFT all morning on Sunday. Another thing I want to talk about from the rankings is Dave's bold Lamar Jackson call. You've got him number one overall. He's closer to 7th or 8th for Jamie and, da- and Heath. I know everybody likes him, loves him this week, but not as much as Dave does facing the Giants. Lamar Jackson, number one, Dave. Four touchdowns. <laughs> I Four fear, touchdowns. I fear you're right. It, yeah, this is just going to be a, a butt whooping against the Giants. Yeah, but, you know, look, they did a really good job against Kyler Murray, 19 points. They did a really good job against yeah, Russell Kyler Wilson. Yeah, Kyler won, or the Russell Wilson one is a little jarring, but I just, I don't know. I I think the Ravens are going to be good enough on defense to try and, or not try, but to limit how many touchdowns the Giants get. I just think Lamar Jackson's like a bazooka that goes off. Okay. Jamie, Jamie this is the part where you're supposed to mention what's going to happen to Adam's stomach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Do you know I, really hope for? I really hope that Adam has to just destroy his toilet. Stop. It's and, disgusting. And as he's going to the bathroom, he looks up and his son is peeping him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Uh, Hi, Daddy. Yeah. News and notes. George Kittle is going to play. Did you guys settle on a spot for him in the rankings? I did. Uh, he's uh, sixth in uh, PPR, seven in non-PPR, but I don't love it. I mean, Kyle Shanahan basically said that they're going to limit his playing time. To what extent, we don't know, but... but- he he also said that he was like one of his healthiest players right now. Yeah, but so is the goalpost. I mean, his <laughs> players are terrible right now. They're all banged up. Well, he's not gonna his goalpost isn't gonna catch a touchdown or two. <sighs> Probably not. Yeah, uh, 90 yards. Uh, I, right. I, I'm starting Kittle over just about every tight end. Where do you have him? I got him fifth in PPR as of now. I've got him ahead of Logan Thomas. That's the only guy in PPR that I might switch. But he's behind Hawkinson, Andrews. Waller, Kelsey. It's George Kittle. You know what the upside is. You know what the potential is. Philip Lindsay unlikely to play, it seems, and we'll keep an eye on I'll that. I'll start Kittle over Philip Lindsay too. I'd start Melvin Gordon over George Kittle. Sure. I think I think that makes sense. Ezekiel Elliott was limited in practice, but he's still trending toward playing. Uh Hunter Henry is okay, so Hunter Henry is now on the reserve COVID list and Keenan Allen could be a game time decision. So, Jamie, how, how much could Justin Herbert move in your rankings from now till Sunday? I dropped him to 12, so he was originally 9. Um, you know, I mean, the nice thing is, is you saw him produce uh, last week. Henry obviously played, so take that into account. But, you know, he, he got his young receivers involved. Mike Williams is not on the injury report, so, you know, hopefully he has a big opportunity. We've seen how he can do uh, when he's when he's getting extended targets. Obviously, he still has Austin Eckler. It's a very good matchup, so... I'm not necessarily running away from Justin Herbert completely, but uh, if you you know feel a little gun shy and you want to start Baker Mayfield or uh, Mitchell Trubisky over him, I can understand it. Well, Derek Carr is going to going to start, guys. Should we start Derek Carr over Justin Herbert? I would not. No. Okay. So Matthew Stafford's going to start, but he's not going to have many of his coaches. They've got a first time play caller. It was uh, I think their quarterbacks coach. They're changing their coaching staff around a, a, quite a bit because Daryl Bevel has to miss the game. Uh, so it's not just Bevel; it's and, right. Bevel and three defensive coaches. Yeah. Their defensive play caller on Sunday is going to be their research assistant. Jeez, yeah. and it's a guy who's been coaching football for a long time. He's still young, but he's been in the business for I guess a decade or so. But he's only been on the offensive side of the ball, or on special teams for a year, or he's been the assistant to the head coach. This is literally going to be the first time he's coached defense in his life, and it's against Tom Brady and the Bucks. Is he the was he the assistant to the regional manager? Something like that. Yeah, office humor. So yeah. Anyway, does this news impact, let's say, DeAndre Swift or Marvin Jones? I don't think so. I mean, I think you look at it. First off, Marvin Jones gets a boost because Carlton Davis is doubtful, so that's a good sign for. You know, his upside Stafford's basically going to, you know, call plays himself, I'm sure. So he's been in this system long enough. Obviously, Hawkins has been in the system long enough. Marvin Jones, same thing. DeAndre Swift, I'm sure, is is perfectly up to speed with everything. It's a tough matchup for him, but you can't get away from him. He's better in PPR than non-PPR. Um, like, I would start Melvin Gordon over DeAndre Swift in non-PPR. I would start Melvin Gordon yeah. over Swift in PPR. You wouldn't? In PPR, no. But non-PPR, I, yes. I'm not there yet, but... You've got to consider it that it could get pretty sideways here for Swift. I mean, I, what am I missing? Melvin Gordon, he's not catching passes. He well, he might he catch some passes, some, just not a ton. He, he's not going to have as many receiving yards as DeAndre Swift, most likely. But I think he's going to have a lot more carries. He might have eight more carries than Swift. 
He's certainly not fighting with anyone for goal line work, which could be a problem for Swift. And you just go back to the first four games of the season. And he was really good. Philip Lindsay only played in about half, one half of one of them. He was bad against one team, and who was it? <laughs> the Bucks. <laughs> he was really good in all the other games. But all right, I'm just. I guess I'm going to be like super high on Melvin Gordon. No, I'm. 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 I'm not going to have them rank far apart. But I just think PPR Swift is a little safer. Okay, uh, Henry Ruggs is off the reserve COVID list, so that is nice. He will play. And he will have he will be catching catching passes from Derek Carr, Terry McLaurin, Terry McLaurin, and Marquise Brown both mispracticed. Dave, are we starting to get a little worried about their availability? I'm not getting worried about it. They've been limited, or maybe in some cases out of practice. The case of McLaurin, he's been limited lately anyway. So we'll see if this is just like maintenance for him, and they get him one practice before the game or not. Marquise Brown's a little bit of a different story. Hopefully, he's all right. Kyle Rudolph is going to be out this week. They have a Friday game. They have today game at New Orleans. So with Rudolph out, let's get one last word on Irv Smith, Jamie. I wouldn't trust him. I mean, he's he's in that uh, desperation play at tight end. Uh, the Saints are obviously really good against defending the position. They gave up a touchdown to Travis Kelsey, but I don't know if you can factor that in. I believe it's the first touchdown that they've allowed to tight end since week seven. So uh, tough matchup. He's, you know, his big games have come on four targets, you know, so you can't really bank on that necessarily being a a consistent producer so um like i had herb smith in the semifinals and just to give you an example like the tight end i'm currently using in one finals is cole Komet. i think cole Komet has a higher ceiling this week against jacksonville than herb smith does against the saints i believe that in ppr and i kind of believe it in non-ppr too and herb smith i can't remember exactly what happened last week but in the game he made some type of mistake and all of a sudden tyler conklin started getting more playing time and conklin even had like a screen pass that he caught and ran for a touchdown. I'm wondering if Conklin is a real sneaky play in DFS. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a single-game slate, so save some money. Traquan Smith is out, but Marquez Callaway could return this week for There's today's game. There's play. $200 on DraftKings. That's go. unbelievable. He's not that cheap on FanDuel. Okay, Marquez Callaway. And James Conner practiced in full, so expect him to go. The last three games we'll preview today are the uh, Eric Ebron also practiced in full. Oh, great. Good, good, good. Uh Giants Ravens. Denver, yes. <laughs> Denver Chargers. The uh the Colts are gonna get revenge on him for all those drops. And Buffalo, New England. Those are the last three. So let's do the startometer slash confidence ometer. Dave, I'll start with you. Giants and Ravens, who are you confidently starting other than Lamar Jackson? J.K. Dobbins is someone I'm confidently starting. Mark Andrews is someone I'm confidently starting. Marquise Brown is going to be closer to a flex than a number two fantasy receiver. But if I think Lamar Jackson is going to go off, of course, I think Marquise Brown will do the same thing. Uh, and that's really about it from the Ravens. I can't feel that good about Gus Edwards or Willie Sneed or any of those other guys. Uh, for the Giants, I'm starting the following players confidently. <laughs> and I'm done. What about their Pro Bowl tight end? No. What a joke. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Well, who else should have made the Pro Bowl? Goddard, maybe? I don't know. Like he missed time. Hawkinson. Who are the made two, it. Who's the one who's the guys there? Hawkinson and, and Ingram. I th- are there others? I don't know. I thought it was just that there's gotta it's be more probably than just two, two, right? No. Oh. If there are only two, it's Hawkinson and Ingram from the NFC. I mean, I'd take Gronk over Ingram. What about Logan Thomas? Yeah, Gronk. Yeah, yeah. yeah those guys all could have could have made it over him. He's not even the best tight end in their division. <laughs> it's not even the second best tight end in their division. Yeah. Uh, okay, so, okay, so, uh, basically, it, uh, just all systems go for the, for the main I forgot guys for one, the Ravens. No, I forgot one, one other 
item in that game, the Ravens DST. Okay. Mach. Yeah, I don't I don't love Marquise Brown this week. Um I, I think you know the Giants getting Bradbury back. Uh, you know, for what it's worth, they don't give up touchdowns to tight ends to, to receivers, excuse me. Um, so you know, he's uh he's he's had a nice little stretch, but I don't think he's gonna score this week. He doesn't score. I don't think it's gonna be a huge game for him. They also are they don't give up a lot of big plays. So we will see if they can hang with the Ravens. Denver and the Chargers. Jamie, who are you confidently starting in Denver and Los Angeles? Melvin Gordon for the Broncos. And then for the Chargers, Austin Eckler at this point is the only one I would say with confidence. Okay, what about what, what about Noah Fant? That's where I was going to ask, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't put him in the confidence area, but uh, I would start him. I would start Justin Herbert too. I mean, you know, so if you're talking about just starts, then I think those guys qualify as starts. But in terms of confidence, the only ones would be the two running backs. Solid starts, I would say. Um, there's a sleeper in this game. I think Tyron Johnson, especially if Keenan Allen is still on the snap count or doesn't even play. I've liked what I've seen from him over the past few weeks. In DFS, you could consider somebody like Jalen Guyton. Got a lot of run last week. Yeah, so why are you on Team Johnson over Team Guyton? And by the way, I watched Twilight 2 the other day. It was horrible. Only like 10 minutes, but Team Edward, Team Jacob, you know. Why are you on Guyton over Johnson? Why am I on Johnson, Johnson over Guyton? Because yeah. I think Johnson can do... I think he he's kind of like a... I'm not ready to say that he's a do-it-all receiver, but I think he can handle obviously anything in the short range and maybe some stuff long range too. Whereas I think Guyton has kind of been pegged as this like deep threat specialist for LA Guyton could end up being better. Um, we might've even seen that last week. I'm not hundred percent on the stats, but I do. I feel like Johnson's maybe a little more well-rounded at this point. He's not somebody that you're thinking about starting. If Hunter Henry, I'm, I'm sorry, if Hunter Henry plays, is, are you confidently starting him? I don't think he can. I don't think he can. I think he's O U T. Well, I don't, th- I don't think so. If he went on the reserve COVID list, Today, then yeah, but I wasn't clear on when he went on it. I know it was reported today. Let me see if I can fi- figure that out. Uh, Buffalo and New England is our last game. Jamie, confidence starts in that game. Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, and Cole Beasley if John Brown is out. Um, okay, so far, I don't see anything that definitively says that Herbert is out this Sunday. Our latest update on our site said, what did I say? Herbert. Sorry, Hunter Henry is out. Yeah, our latest update says, Anthony Lynn added that Donald Parham would start if Henry is unable to play Sunday. So I think it might have been just kind of procedural. He's been on the reserve COVID list and we just found out I think today. Once you're, I think once you're on the reserve COVID list, you've got to wait five days to get off of it. I know that. I just don't think that today was the day he went on. That's my right, he's mispracticed the, the start of the week with injury, with illness, okay. is what they were calling it. They didn't call it a COVID-related illness. And so it could be that they reported it to the league, and then they officially put him on the list. But whenever they reported it to the league, it could count as the five-day period. I'm going to say pretty confidently, right? Well, fairly confidently that he has not been ruled out yet. I'm, I think you're right that he has not been ruled out yet, but I don't know if he's still going to be eligible to play. I'm looking at an ESPN report that says that he's out for week 16. Well, then I am a little bit less confident than I was 15 seconds ago. Look, I don't cut him yet, just to be sure, but I'm I'm thinking he doesn't play. Can I give you the stat of the game for Buffalo, New England? I know it's not going to matter for a lot of people, but I really think this is so interesting. I just want to give Jacoby Myers some credit here. 
he's basically been involved for nine straight games. First three games, he had one target. Then he missed a couple, and then he came back. So nine straight games. Um, he is on pace for 85 catches and almost 1,100 yards and no touchdowns, which is weird. And in those nine games, he has a 29% target share, and he has 36.6% of New England's receiving yards. And he just had a 100-yard game. So, I mean, all you need is for them to throw the ball a lot, and he's probably going to be good. I, I'm certainly not saying to start Jacoby Myers, but I just, I was just blown away by that because I kept saying, it's like, God, he's having a lot of yards compared to Cam Newton's passing. 30, almost 37% of the team's receiving yards in his last nine games. That's really remarkable. And Jacoby Myers just deserves some credit. He's really had a good year. And that brings us to two teams who have also had a good year. Indianapolis at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, last I checked, they were home underdogs. And they, true. they are struggling. All right. Here's your stat of the game. Jonathan Taylor. He's on fire. I think he's in your top seven. He scored 15 or more non-PPR, 19 or more PPR fantasy points in three straight games. He's had four good games in a row. And in those four games, he's faced three teams, Houston twice, Vegas, and the Raiders, and the Packers. They are 28th, 30th, and 31st against running backs. Steelers are second. Does that matter to you, Dave? How many touchdowns did Giovanni Bernard have on Monday? He he had like 30 touches, which is wonderful. Oh, touchdowns. He had two touchdowns, but they Okay. But he didn't it's not like he ran all over them. He had 25 I carries agree. for 83 yards. I agree. I, I would say that he was effective. And if Giovanni Bernard can be effective, then Jonathan Taylor should annihilate them. Okay. Okay, so we don't care. Uh, don't care. Would you start a quarterback, Jamie? And if so, who would it be in this game? I'd start Rivers over Roethlisberger at this point. You can't trust Big Ben. He looks lost. He looks absolutely lost. I will give you a statistic to encourage you, and then you will tell me you don't care because that is the proper way to approach it. Um, There have been seven quarterbacks with 37 or more pass attempts against the Colts. Five of them have thrown for 311 or more yards, and four of them scored 26 or more fantasy points. And Ben Roethlisberger is probably going to throw 37 or more times because he does basically every single game. But you don't care, right? I mean, I would love to see Big Ben have a good game because I'm sure there are still people that are starting him, obviously, in two quarterback and super flex leagues. So for those people, I hope he comes out and plays well. But he just he just doesn't look right right now. I mean, he's holding the ball, um, you know, which is not a good sign for him at this point in his career. His receivers are dropping passes. Uh, it's it, He's off target. You know, he's just not playing well at all. And he's, I don't know if he's showing his age, if it's wear and tear, if the injuries are, you know, he's, uh, our Jason Lockenfora reported that he's been dealing with his knee injury. He denied it. Maybe that is something that is actually, you know, a problem for him. Who knows? It just, he doesn't look right at all. He looked pretty good coming out of the half last week. He was miserable in the first half. I mean, he's going to have good moments. Obviously there's going to be times where he looks right, but it, you know, it's just the, the culmination of, the drop pass, like the Buffalo game, I think is where things kind of really just fell apart for them because benching Deontay Johnson with Mike Tomlin coming in saying, if they drop the ball, they're going to get pulled and they take their best receiver off the field. I get it. You got to send some sort of message that this can't go on, but it just, it just feels as if it's been like a slow decline for how this offense has looked. And then last week against Cincinnati, everything just fell apart. Now I do think that they'll play better. I do think they're going to win this game, but I don't think it's going to be because Roethlisberger comes out and lights up the Colts defense. I just can't see it happening. So you're counting on James Conner to... No, I'm counting on the defense to play well. I'm counting on, you know, the Steelers to win a low-scoring game. Okay. That's why I don't like either quarterback. But if I had to pick one, I think Roethlisberger's got more upside than Rivers. 
Yeah, Rivers has 21 or more points in four straight games. He hasn't had a lot of huge games, though, so if you're looking for upside, that that's something to consider. Um, but most people aren't going to be starting either quarterback. So let's talk about the wide receivers. Dave, who's the best wide receiver in this game? T.Y. Hilton. I still have confidence in him, even though last week he didn't help you out. Deontay Johnson would be second on the list. I, I just think it's clear that Deontay Johnson is Ben Roethlisberger's favorite target, and it's going to continue to be that way. So Hilton one, Deontay two. And then if I had to pick a third one, it's Juju. But I'm not excited about Juju at all. Okay, I would go Hilton. I'm sorry, I'd go Deontay, long, big space. Uh, Hilton, big space. Juju, big space. Everybody else. So why such a big like space? Be- well, yeah, okay. That, that was my question. You don't like Hilton that much? No. I mean, uh, all of his games have come in very favorable uh, scenarios. All of them have been indoors. Uh, this game will be outdoors. He typically does not play great outdoors compared to indoors. It's a much different defense, much different secondary. And so I don't see T.Y. having a big game in this matchup. I think Rivers is going to be under duress. I don't think he's going to have time to throw the ball downfield. So I would try and sit T.Y. Hilton this week if you can. Dave, your rebuttal? I just think T.Y. Hilton is the top target in the offense. Um, don't think they'll necessarily throw a ton unless they absolutely have to, but I agree that it could be kind of a sloppy game and one that doesn't have a ton of passing, but I think T.Y. can score. Uh, the, the Steelers' defense just doesn't scare me like it did three or four weeks ago. They've lost enough pieces on that D that I think it's going to make it a little easier on the Colts to operate. It's a really weird matchup because, you know, they've given up 14 or more PPR fantasy points to a wide receiver in seven of their last eight games. But at the same time, they did great against Terry McLaurin. Um, DJ Chark, for the for what that's worth. Amari Cooper, they did great against. Jarvis Landry, Brandon Cooks. You know, sometimes they're really great against these tough receivers, and sometimes they're just not. So, all right, uh, two different uh, two different perspectives on T.Y. Hilton. Jonathan Taylor is a must-start, and what about the Steelers running backs? Jamie, how are we approaching them now that it looks like Connor's in? I would try and stay away from both of them. I mean, you know, you just don't know how this is going to play out in terms of touches. James Connor's been miserable. Um, you know, how healthy is he? You know, I know he's practicing full, but that could be misleading. So I just don't think you can count on a big enough workload and a tough matchup to trust him to the extent that you were earlier this season. You know, the the sample size is big enough and who knows what role Snell will have because if you're just looking at who's been the most effective, it's like the Cowboys only on a, a lower scale. The backup's been more effective than the starter. So will they continue to lean on Benny Snell? How do you guys feel about the DSTs, Dave? I'll give you the first word. Are you looking to stream someone? Or are you starting the Steelers or Colts? Uh, I'd be okay starting either one. They're not going to be anywhere in my top five or anything like that. Steelers uh, significantly ahead of the Colts. I guess it's just based on pedigree a little bit. Maybe they can get to Phillip Rivers a couple of times and sack him. But neither one is what I would consider an elite level or even a very good level DST. All right, cool. That works. Jamie, anything to add? Are we good? No, I think there, I mean, there, there's a lot of streamers I would start over both of them, but uh, I, I don't, I just don't think there's, they're, they're great. Bears and Cardinals are the two that come to mind. Yeah. Okay. Cincinnati's at Houston and, and check it out. People, the Col- the uh, Bengals defense has gotten a lot better lately. Now is a competition maybe, but it has to be said in their last five games, they're one and four, but they've given up 20, 19, 19, 23, and 17 offensive points. That does not count a, a defensive score for the Cowboys. So no more than 23 points to any team. Washington, Giants, Dolphins, Cowboys, Steelers. And they're giving up 
in their last six games, 4.25 yards per carry to running backs, which isn't amazing, but it's much, much better than what they used to be giving up. And you remember, I kept giving this stat about how every wide receiver who got six or more targets against the Bengals would get 84 yards or a touchdown, like clockwork. It was almost every single one. Like Jarvis Landry was like the only one who didn't. Well, in their last four games, there have been seven wide receivers who have had six or more targets and have not had good games. So they've gotten a well, lot Deontay better. did, right? He was one who did, but Juju and Claypool both had seven or more tar- six or more targets, and they failed. Michael Gallup, Devontae Parker, Jakeem Grant, Sterling Shepard, Golden Tate, all of them in the last four games, six or more targets, and didn't really come through with good games. So um, it's just something to consider here. Does that give you any hesitation, Jamie, in starting your Texans? None whatsoever. <laughs> I think it's going to be a great game for them. This is uh, the easiest matchup that they faced since Thanksgiving. Um, and I think they're going to take advantage of it. You know, So I'm excited about Deshaun Watson. I'm excited about Brandon Cooks. I would still give uh, strong consideration to Kiki QT. And obviously, I like David Johnson a lot. So uh, I, I'm not getting away from the Texans I've been starting. And that includes QT, who's, uh, like I said, been on a nice little roll without Will Fuller there. Uh, at least on the offensive side of the ball, I feel like the Bengals have to prove it again. And I know the matchup is a lot easier this week than it was last week for him, but I'm still not buying in to, to what happened. I mean, th- there were so many turnovers that the Steelers gave to the Bengals that it helped them build their lead in the first half last week. Yeah. I'm, I'm also, just, I'm, I'm not buying what happened. I'm not buying what I saw. Short week on the road is always tough in the NFL this time of year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm not saying that they have a good defense. I'm simply pointing out that they've actually done a pretty good job defensively lately. This will be a, a different beast with the way Watson is playing for sure. Um, all right, so does anybody like QT better than Cooks, by the way? Or are we still Cooks number one? I was tempted to put it that way, but I, I can't do it because I think Cooks has just given that safe 11-point PPR floor that QT, you can't say the same thing for. So I have Cooks rated higher, but... I, I'm not in love with Cooks. He's not in my top 24 at receiver. Jamie, do you have Cooks or Hilton higher? Oh, Cooks. Much, 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 much bigger ceiling for Cooks this week. Okay, and Dave has Hilton ahead of Cooks. Uh, how about how about Giovanni Bernard against a team that has given up double-digit non-PPR fantasy points in 13 of 14 games to a running back? That would be the Texans. Don't hate him. They're horrible. Would you take him or Brandon Cooks? I would start Brandon Cooks. There's much, again, much higher ceiling for him, but I would start Giovanni Bernard over the Steelers running backs. Yep. I would start him over Daryl Henderson. I would start him over. How about uh, a Bills or Patriots running back? I start him over the Bills running backs. I start him over the Patriots running backs. Um, Juju? He might be, he might be the line between like low end number two running backs and middle of the pack flexes. Okay. He might be like the best high-end flex. Runner. Yeah, I might be starting him in one uh, championship game if I don't get Antonio Gibson or James Robinson back. So, um, right, and that's like a perfect spot for him. I don't it's like a I fill-in don't running back. Love it, but I don't hate it. It's just, it's such a good matchup, you know. And and again, you know, you go back to the the Dallas game was the most frustrating thing for Giovanni Bernard fantasy managers because I think yeah. that was kind of like the uh, the last chance that you gave him because the matchup was good, and then he fumbled in the game and they benched him. And so it was nice to see him come back and get rewarded with a strong performance against the Steelers. And that was very atypical game because you mentioned the work. He had 26 total touches in that game. 25 of those were carries. You know, that's not something we're used to seeing. So probably chasing points, 
probably involved in the passing game. So help, helpful for you in PPR. As long as he can get you some semblance of total yards, maybe chance to score, he can be a borderline starter in PPR for sure. You want to know the funniest thing about last week? He got all that work, and he still shared with two other guys. The third series of the game went to Samaj P. Ryan. The fourth series of the game went to Travion Williams. Yeah. And they each had a series of, of a possession for the Bengals in the second half, too. And P. Ryan was taking Bernard off the field in spots. So it, it's crazy. I wonder if there was just like a ridiculously high concentration of Geo getting touches on his snaps. Maybe. Um, Probably what happened. Yeah. And obviously, you don't expect them to be nursing a big lead and running the ball 25 times with Geo. So the catches could, should go up. Um, how about uh, we're not yeah. starting Higgins or Green, right? I don't mind T. Higgins this week either. You know, you're looking at a really bad secondary again, chasing points. The one concern I have, and I don't understand what the Bengals are doing, Brandon Allen's expected to start now. So I don't know why you would bench Ryan Finley after the performance that he had last week because not like he was great, but at performance least he had. He, he did 13 passes, didn't he? he right, he, but, wait, but they don't trust him. That's what it he, is. He, he, looked, he looked more competent in what they were asking him to do than what Brandon Allen has done in the starts that he's had. So, you know, if you want to, you know, be concerned about the quarterback play, I get that. I don't think anybody's, you know, starting T. Higgins with any semblance of confidence, but Tyler Boyd's not expected to play. So yeah. now you have more target chances, more opportunities for both of those guys. And so with what T. Higgins has shown you body of work over the season, you obviously buy into him more than A.J. Green. So like you said, Adam, chasing points, uh, you know, concentrated targets. I, I don't think T. Higgins is terrible this week. Geo, by the way, had 26 touches on 38 snaps. He played 68% of the snaps. That's pretty normal for him. Um, that's like almost 70% of his snaps he got a touch. If you do that with a feature back that plays 60 snaps, I mean, you're talking about like 40 snaps somewhere around that, or 40 touches rather, somewhere there. So that's that's a crazy high concentration last week for Geo. Yeah. I'm I don't think there's a chance he matches that this week. All right, let's move on. Let's get, get going here a little bit. Um David Johnson's the start of the week. We like him a lot. Uh Deshaun Watson. So are we starting Jalen Hurts or Deshaun Watson? Hurts, but I love I love all these guys. There, there's there's legitimately seven quarterbacks. Uh, you know, we talked about Lamar Jackson. He's in that mix. Hertz is in that mix. Watson's in that mix. You know, you know the usual guys of Murray, Allen, Mahomes, and Rodgers. They're they're all going to be competing to be the number one quarterback this week if things go right. I think that list is nine deep, not seven deep. Uh, Brady should be in that list. I think Tannehill should be in that list. There there are a lot of really good quarterbacks this week. All right, are there good tight ends? Is Jordan Aikens one that you would consider? No. If you're stuck, I mean, you know, it's back-to-back week with six targets. So, it's a good matchup. Yeah, that, that ain't nothing. And he just keeps dropping we got We got robbed of seeing what Ebron could have done last week. Cincinnati gives up the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends. Houston's DST is 14th for Dave and Jamie, not ranked for Heath. We go to Cleveland at the Jets. Let me ask you this. Any wide receiver in this game that you would start over Brandon Cooks? I would start Jarvis Landry over DK Metcalf. Get out of here. Yep. Wow. Okay. That's that's hot. That's a hot take, but I get it. You're worried about uh, uh, DK having a a good game against Jalen Ramsey, and he hasn't exactly been lighting the world on fire lately anyway. And when he did, it was against the Jets, and that's who uh, Landry's got this week. So I get where you're coming from. I just don't know if I have the stones to pull off such a move. He's not. So yes, I'd start Landry over Cooks. He's not really doing that well. Am I the only one noticing this? Like, I know he's scoring. 
But he's okay. He's, he's better than he was earlier this year. He, he blew up against Jacksonville, 143 yards. Since then, <laughs> and he's facing Jacksonville part two. Yeah, I know. 62 yards, 52 yards, uh-huh. 61 yards. The, I mean, the Jets haven't been as bad. They're 22nd uh, they, against wide receivers. They did not look like the Jets last week. They were getting to Jared Goff at an alarming rate, and their secondary played pretty well. I, Quinn and Williams out, they though. Pretty well. Hold on, hold on. They played pretty well for the Jets. They didn't play pretty well compared to like the best secondaries in the league, but the pass rush was. If, if Quinn and Williams was playing for the Jets this week, I'd have a little bit of concern for, for them keeping it fairly close with the Browns. But with him out, I just don't think it's much of a match. Or right. To miss. And that brings us to Mayfield. It's, it's just like, is he going to throw enough? Does it matter? Um, he's, he's top 13. He's on fire right now. He is, yeah, playing beautiful football. You can't touch him. His offensive line's been amazing. Yep. The receiving core is playing great. I think Rashad Higgins is in play too as a sleeper if you're stuck. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Austin Hooper, based on the matchup, we saw from him last week. This is a great setup for the Browns. And, you know, the only one that makes me concerned is Kareem Hunt. And I told you this a, a few times this week. When they've been winning, he's been miserable. When they were trailing and chasing points against Baltimore, this recent four-game stretch was his best game. In the games where... They were winning. We talk about him usually as a pass-catching running back. He's got seven catches in those three victories. He's got nine targets in those three victories. He's got one total touchdown in those three victories. It's the Nick Chubb show. Now, you could obviously say that he gets some garbage time run. He didn't last week. They went to Dearness Johnson. So I don't know if Kareem Hunt is is trustworthy. It's hard to bench him because of what the uh, opportunity is, and he could easily be the one that gets the goal line chance. But I just don't think you could trust him. Would you start Frank Gore over Kareem Hunt? No, I'm not at that point, you know, and, and I would still start Kareem Hunt over Geo, but that's the one that I keep going. I, back I and just, forth I just don't love Kareem Hunt based on what the trend has been for when they're winning. He's he's a touchdown or bust running back. That that's that yeah. I think that's just the way to quantify him because how many games this year does he have with a lot of yards and no touchdowns? It's, it just seems like when he's well, scoring, with, with he's wrong. Nick Chubb, he has a lot. With Nick Chubb, not so much. Right. All right, that's fair. Yeah. So, Well, then let me give you the stat of the game here. It's actually about Frank Gore. A Jets running back has had 15 or more carries in four of the last five games. A Jets running back has scored eight or more non-PPR and 11 or more PPR fantasy points in four of the last five games. The one exception was the Seattle game where they kind of used the rotation and they got blown out. But I've been pretty surprised at how good Frank Gore, how how fantasy effective he's been in three of his last four games, basically, and not including the one where he left early. Then he leaves early, and Ty Johnson has a huge game against the Raiders. So it's kind of weird. The, the number one running back for the Jets has been a solid start in four of the last five games. Does that mean anything, Dave? I still feel like you have to be several shades of desperate to trust Frank Gore in week 16 deep league. Maybe you start three running backs. Sure. Of course he's in that mix, maybe even a deep league and you're really stuck at running back. Gore might be on the waiver wire. You could plug him in there and hope that he gets you eight to 10 points, non PPR PPR. But I really don't feel comfortable expecting him to do what he did last week. For example. All right. We have been waiting all year for a team to emerge as last year's Cardinals against the tight ends. And it has happened. Oh. 
<laughs> the Jets are that team now. There are a few teams that are really bad against tight ends. The Bears, Chiefs have been really bad lately. The Jets Bengals. are on another level. The Bengals, yeah. The Jets are on another level, though. It is like an automatic. So how how much do you like Austin Hooper, Jamie? I like him a lot. And, you know, I mean, he's not uh, he's not slam dunk because, you know, last week was the first time that we saw a little bit of a spike in targets. But, you know, I could see two for 20 and a touchdown for him, two for 20 and a touchdown for Harris Bryant, two for 20 and a touchdown for David Njoku. I mean, they're all in play. You know, it's just that's how bad they are. So it's just a matter of which is going to be the one that scores. You hope it's Hooper. You hope last week. Uh, Heath talked about this on Monday that before the appendix and he he, he was – Basically, consistently six, five or six targets, or five or six catches, uh, five catches a week on six targets uh, in the first three games without Beckham. And then he had the appendix and he came back and it was two targets, two targets, five targets, two targets. He just wasn't, you know, as involved. And then last week we saw the spike after coming back from missing a game with a neck injury. So hopefully that's the, uh, that's the type of guy we're getting because the matchup is just so perfect. So I hope Austin Hooper takes advantage of it. Austin Hooper or Evan Ingram? Hooper. Hooper. Austin Hooper or George Kittle? Kittle. Oh, I, I hope it's Kittle. I really do. But it wouldn't surprise me if Hooper's better. Hooper or Higby? I just, I, Kittle's got more upside. Hooper or Higby? That's the one I struggle with. I, I'm going with Higby right now just because he's gotten a few more target opportunities consistently. A lot, not last week, but his matchup's pretty good too. You know, it's hard to right. overlook what his, his situation is also. So I could see both of these guys having big games, but I could also see both, both of them letting you down. The one that I would start both of them over Dallas Goddard, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Show me the way to go home, Austin Hooper. Right to the championship. And let's talk more about Jarvis Landry. Jamie started him over DK Metcalf. Dave, would you start him over Nelson Aguilar? Oh, yeah. Would you- I, I, think he's, I think he's earned the trust as a number two fantasy receiver. Um, and and I, the Jets have allowed 11 touchdowns to a receiver in their past seven games. They're not an amazing unit no. against the Patriots because they beat the Rams one week. I mean, Robert Woods scored on him. So I'm, I'm, I'm reasonably confident that Jarvis Landry will have a good game. It's just, will he have a great game? Does he have that type of upside? Oh, uh, you know who he wants to stick it to on the other side. That's true. That's a, that's a good point. I didn't really think about that. Um, <laughs> he could very easily get you six for 50 and a touchdown. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But I think that if, if that's, that, that almost feels close to his ceiling. Ooh. I would hope. I would hope. Well, six for fifty was his worst game in his last four. So if that's with the touchdown, then I, I don't know what his floor is. Yeah, but like, but his, but he's been what sixty-two or fewer yards three straight games. In fact, Rashard Higgins has out yarded him three straight games. People, and that's really something to say about Rashard Higgins. That's why you should be paying attention to him as well, as Jamie mentioned. Love, he's love a this week. Yeah, he's a good sleeper, and he's. Uh, he's I started him over Tyler Lockett and Juju. Wow, I, I love the boldness. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you some, but. I think Melvin Gordon's top five this week. That's my that's my Jarvis Landry is better than Lockett similarity or whatever. Laying it down. I'm going to tell you that right now. He's top five. If Philip Lindsay's out. Uh, Dave, you want to give me something, something spicy for Christmas? I mean, I've already got Lamar Jackson as my number one quarterback. Yeah. Anything else yeah. in your rankings that's like, whoa? Uh, not that I can think of off the top of my head. Okay. In my mind, I was just like, I was a cartoon and my eyeballs popped out of my head like really far and then came back in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, starters are Jamison Crowder and then we'll move on. Move on from Jamison Crowder. Okay, we'll sit him. 
Cleveland's DST is top three. Chicago at Jacksonville. All right, we're updating our stat of the game. Every week with Jacksonville, we are now in their last 11 games. How many wide receivers have 77 yards or a touchdown against the Jaguars in their last 11 games? 20. Three more last week. Marquise Brown, Des Bryant, Miles Boykin. Brian and Boykin, very, very low yardage totals, but caught a touchdown. Uh, Another revenge game. Oh, boy. I hope he plays. He missed practice on Thursday. I hope it's just maintenance. God, do I hope Allen Robinson plays. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's top seven uh, for everybody. But I think Mooney's a sleeper, too. Mooney! He scored in two straight games, and he's, he's... become less of a deep ball guy and more of like a short area yards after catch guy. And I like those types of guys against Jacksonville because their secondary sucks. It's going to be interesting to see how much they throw. So is there a scenario a decent amount? Is there a scenario where you're starting Trubisky or Baker Mayfield? I know they're very close in the rankings over uh, Justin Herbert. I'm not there yet. If Keenan Allen is out, then I would start Baker over him. Yes. I would not start Trubisky over him. What's the difference between Mayfield and Trubisky? I, I mean, Baker's got four straight games of, of very consistent production, and Trubisky's got two. I think yeah. Trubisky's had a little more upside than Baker. Trubisky played really well against Detroit, didn't have a big fantasy game. I can see the same thing happening this week. David Montgomery's just playing out of his mind right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this was a team that was throwing 40 times every game, and in their last three games, Trubisky's thrown 34, 33, and 21 times. So he's not throwing much. I, this was hard for me to figure out. They're run, they're not running really fewer plays than they had been um, in their last four games. Not really, and they're not running the ball that much. Like their their running back carries the last four games have been thirteen, twenty seven, seventeen, and thirty three. So two very high, two kind of low. It's you know it's weird. Um, well, those were the games that Trubisky didn't have a monster numbers either. The twenty seven, thirty three game. That's true. As they the two games where they really pounded the rock, Trubisky played pretty well, but didn't get that second touchdown. Um, and the two games where they didn't run the ball that much, he has scored twenty four and thirty fantasy points. So uh, yeah, he's he's probably going to ha- play well. Will he score enough touchdowns? The Jaguars allow the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks. But who are you starting Trubisky over, Dave? I'm starting him over Baker. I'm starting both of them over Russell Wilson. I'm starting both of them over Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr. The only thing you got to worry about with this game is it's going to be over at halftime. I don't. I I have a weird feeling Jacksonville puts up a fight. They they almost always do. Yeah, but they got the gift of all gifts now. They don't have to. They're not playing. At you all. say that, but the players don't see yeah, it that way. Jets? The coaches oh, definitely don't yeah. see it that way. Yeah, I, we I we talk about this every year. Sure speak volumes to what they're going to do. If James Robinson doesn't play in this game. It's a pretty indication that they're they're trying to lose. No, I, and the no, no, no. They play out there, they're going to try. They're not, not trying to lose. The, the, the players don't give a crap about getting the number one pick. They, like, and the only sh- person I that should... doesn't give a crap about it is Gardner Minshew. No, That's the they, only they don't want. They don't care about that. And I should. Yes, they do. I should clarify that they've gotten they've gotten their asses kicked two games in a row but before that they really did do a good job being competitive this team is terrible it is absolutely terrible and they have everything in front of them set up for next you think the players are going on the field yes oh jamie come on well maybe dj shark and lavisca chanel maybe them yes everybody that's coming back next year wants to lose this game right but that's like half the team 
I don't agree with you. They'll be influenced by the other half of the team, and the coaching staff isn't coming back next year. They want to win the game. Doug Marone said as much this week. Like Doug Marone was very real about it. He knows what's going on. But he wants to win the game. The Jets were exuberant last week. They were exuberant. Yes, and they and they bleeped up their whole future. Yeah, but they, that's the right, point. They don't that's care. That's a ten year loss that they suffered right there. They it don't is. care. Congratulations. That's your evidence that the players don't think like this. Yes, they don't care about. What's yes, happening. there are going to be players out there that are trying to win the game. All of them. They're not going to get. They do not have the personnel to make the effort to win this game that they're going to need. Well, and that, the Bears yeah. are playing great right that's now. That's another argument. Done by halftime. Yeah, that, that's that's another argument. Um, David Montgomery. I don't think they're going to win, but I do think it won't be over by halftime. Uh, David Montgomery's top five, start him. And Allen Robinson's amazing. Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney or Rashard Higgins? Higgins. Darnell Mooney or Christian Kirk? Mooney. Mooney or... Mm, uh, Lazard or MVS? Mooney. Uh, Lazard. Okay. Cole Komet is um, higher. Jamie's the only one who's got him in... Inside the top 20. Jacksonville's really bad against tight ends. Touchdown. He played 100% of the snaps last week. Wow. Hopefully those targets go back to seven like we saw the two previous games. Yeah. Um, And then is there any Jaguar you're starting? And I will include James Robinson because you know if he plays, he's not going to be 100%. Is there any Jaguar you're starting? You're going to be Robinson if he plays. But that's it. You're you're done with DJ Chark by now. It's too cute to go with Gardner Minshew. Give me that score. (laughs) <laughs> or they might score three touchdowns. This, this this is the Bears we're talking about. They're not exactly a shutdown team. And Jacksonville's going to be fired up. Last home game of the year. <laughs> I'm I, telling you. I don't. I hope they start Glennon so it's even worse. <laughs> well, yeah. If they start Minch, if they don't start Minshew, I'd be pretty disappointed. But um, the the Bears really are just not good. Like they've won two games in a row. They lost six in a row before that. They are. A, they are a BS team. Like, nobody's taking them seriously. They're a very BS team, but they're playing a high school team. I'm so mad because I because I got a lot of heat when I when I said they were going to go 0 and 16. They won their first freaking game, and people got all over me. And they are rewarding my faith in them. They are horrible. Uh, would you start James Robinson or DeAndre Swift? Swift Robinson. Oh, Robinson or Dobbins. Well, let me let me clarify. Akeem Hicks missed practice on Thursday. That would probably change things if James Uh-oh. Robinson does get any semblance of practice. <laughs> but if Hicks plays, then then Robinson uh, is not going to be great. It, if they win, like if the Jaguars win this game, I'm not saying that you have to go all pick six Ryan Wilson and get a tattoo, but you have to do something. Like you you owe it to Jaguars fans everywhere if they win this game to do something. I'll apologize to the three of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break here. Finish up. I think we got four take games left. Trevor Lawrence. That'd be the dumbest thing in the history of them. I'm telling you, they're gonna win, and then the Jets are gonna win, and it's just gonna. I, be I like, a maybe they're, maybe I, we should I, have I, a bet. Jaguars in the points. If, Loser if, if Minshew play, Minshew. if Minshew starts, I will take the Jaguars no, plus seven. Make the right now. No, make the bet right now. No, I'm not doing that. Quarterback is. No, I think you absolutely right. should. Loser has to wear the Minshew. But I can't grow a Minshew. I have to paint yeah, it out. That would be hysterical. <laughs> all right, you just grow the hair. <laughs> oh, that I'm pretty close. Um, all right, we got to take a break here. We'll figure out the bet. No, this is not a bathroom break, sickos. We'll be right back. <laughs> Atlanta, Kansas City after this. 
What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Atlanta at Kansas City. Well, you know what to do with Kansas City. So we'll talk more about Le'Veon Bell, but you're starting with the big three. So how about, how about this fun little stat? That doesn't matter, but I'll give it to you anyway. Kansas City has given up 11 or more non-PPR fantasy points to a running back. That's a lot. In five of the last six games. And that would be McCaffrey, Jacobs, Ronald Jones, Melvin Gordon, and Alvin Kamara. So, uh... Here comes Edo Smith. Edo Smith. <laughs> Do you think he'll get enough work? Do you think that he's a sleeper or, or just a straight-up sit? I wouldn't want to trust. I mean, you got to be yeah. in like the desperate of desperate situations to trust. Like you. I'm starting Frank Gore ahead of him easily. Yeah. It's a shame because if I feel like if this were a week eight, then we'd be like, Hey, you might need Edo Smith. There might be a chance mm, here. We'd tell you to stash him. We wouldn't tell you to start him. No, sure. but if you were in the thick of bye weeks and injuries, then that it, he comes more into play. But you know, if you made it to your championship game and this is the desperation that you're in, you know, because maybe you're counting on McCaffrey to come back and, uh, James Robinson was a guy you were leaning on, you know, those type of scenarios. Like I would start Eo Smith over the Jaguars backup. So that's where you're at. Okay. Let's talk about Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is top 17, but no higher than 14th. And the chiefs have been really bad against quarterbacks lately. They've given up 25 or more points to five of the last six quarterbacks they faced in six point per passing touchdown leagues. That is not good. Ryan had a huge game, huge half as Davis pointed as Dave has pointed out and struggled in the second half, but that has been the only time he's been good without Julio Jones. So Jamie, start or sit Matt Ryan? I mean, the, the, the easy answer is to say sit. And, you know, if you look at the body of work, most of his big games have come at home as well. So it's hard to trust him without Julio. And I do think Calvin really is going to have a good game. I do think Russell Gage is going to have a good game. So, you know, take that for what it's worth, but he could still go for, you know, north of 250, and one touchdown, and those guys in PPR have big performances. It's a lot of Edo Smith at the goal line, if you ask me. Russell Gage, yeah, so Calvin Ridley is a, is a stud. Three straight games with 100 yards. Russell Gage has been really good. His PPR fantasy points in his last five games, 12, 6, 15, 13, 17, and that does not even count the passing touchdown. 
and facing a team that gives up the third fewest points to wide receivers. So I know there's no way we're sitting Calvin Ridley, but Dave, what are your expectations for Russell Gage? Would you start him over Kiki QT? Would you start him over Rashard Higgins? Yes, I'd start him over both those guys. I think he's got a pretty, I don't want to say 15 PPR points is his floor. He's been around there. Obviously, you just said it over his last three games. I think he's had at least 15 in his last three games. It wouldn't surprise me if he was around, like if the floor was like 12 PPR points. So I think he, I think he's good to go for that. It's going to be just like every other game for the Falcons where they're throwing a lot. It goes without saying against Kansas City that that's going to be the case. And Matt Ryan likes him. He makes a mistake every game, and Matt Ryan doesn't stop throwing at him. So uh, would you start him over Jeff Wilson? I, I don't think I would do that. I would consider it in full PPR, but I'm pretty sure I'd lean toward Wilson against the Cardinals. Okay. Hayden Hurst is a sit, although you could make a case for him because the Chiefs have been that bad against tight ends. I think he's as high as 13th in PPR, but he's not. He just doesn't get targets. Yeah, not yeah it's, it's so hard to trust him. Um, Mahomes, yes. Hill, yes. Kelsey, yes. And Le'Veon Bell. All right. Jamie, what's Le'Veon Bell going to do in this game? Look into the future. I think you should anticipate, you know, summer in the neighborhood of 15 total touches. He got that last week with Edward Taylor playing. So, you know, hopefully that's what the uh, the scenario is for him this week. And we've seen the last three weeks that the Falcons run defense has been a little bit shaky compared to where it was when it started with Raheem Morris. You know, not in terms of big yardage games, but mostly touchdowns. And, and as you saw last week with Leonard Fournette scoring twice. So if he gets 15 total touches, I think he'll be in the neighborhood of probably 11 to 12 PPR points if he doesn't score. And if he does score, then he can have a bigger game than that. Um, there, there, you know, I'll go back to what I said on Tuesday. I think there's two schools of thought with this from the Chiefs perspective. One, you want to get him as much work maybe as you potentially think he needs to get him fully vested in this offense if he needs it. The other part of it is do you want to be cautious with him because if he gets hurt, then you're down to Daryl Williams and you're stuck if Edward Tolera is not there by the playoffs. So I just don't know how Andy Reid and the Chiefs are going to approach it in terms of what the workload is. I'm sure they would probably like to get a big lead, have him do something in the third quarter and not play him in the fourth quarter. And so because of that, he's a low-end number two running back, whereas if this was just Edward Solaire, for example, by himself, middle of the season, he would be in the top 10. Would you guys start Le'Veon Bell or Kenyon Drake? Drake. Drake as of now, especially if uh, Edmonds is out. Le'Veon Bell or J.D. McKissick, PPR? McKissick. McKissick. Bell or Kareem Hunt? Bell. I'll go Le'Veon there. And I'm not quite as optimistic as Jamie is, but I do think he does make the cut as a number two fantasy running back. But I I feel like if he doesn't score, it it could be more like nine or ten PPR points. I think he'll be okay. I think he'll get decent work. I don't think the matchup is easy at all, and we know that Patrick Mahomes does like to take over. This is the Kansas City offense. Andy Reid's at the helm. He loves to use Mahomes there. The nice thing about it is Le'Veon Bell can catch the ball. We've seen it before. We've seen it off and on in his time with the Chiefs. I, I think three three catches is definitely reasonable for him in this game. The Falcons have allowed 100 yards or a touchdown to multiple wide receivers in three straight games. Michael Thomas and Traquan Smith, Tyron Johnson and Keenan Allen, and all three Tampa Bay wide receivers had either 100 yards or a touchdown. Does that give you any hope? <laughs> is there a sleeper wide receiver in this game? Watkins, Hardman, or just, they don't really, I don't know. It's surprising that they don't do more than, you know, what we see. You could talk me into Watkins and DFS. I'm not ready to put him in the number three receiver range this week. Okay. 
The Giants are at the Ravens and sit Daniel Jones. And wait, sit all the Giants. Yeah. Even Ingram. Yeah. Ingram. Like yeah. Ingram or Hayden Hurst? Hurst. Okay. Hmm. I, let me say this about Ingram. When Daniel Jones was healthy, you know, it's been like four games, basically. Ingram was getting nine or ten targets in like four of his last five games, and he made the Pro Bowl. So <laughs> I'll go with Ingram over Hurst in PPR. Okay. This hasn't been, the Ravens have a good defense, but covering tight ends hasn't been their forte. They're also a little banged up on defense. Uh, Got to see if Jimmy Smith and Marcus Peters play. I, I think Smith has a very good chance to play. Not sure about Peters, but uh, it, whatever. It's probably going to be a butt kicking. Lamar Jackson, seventh for Jamie, eighth for Heath, and first for Dave. I don't really think we have to debate that. I think everybody's pretty much on board with starting Lamar Jackson. It's just a matter of which yeah, of those. I, I would say, you know, the difference between one and seven is probably a point of time. Okay. So let's talk about Dobbins, guys. Uh, he was the start of the week last week, and he came through, Jamie. What, what does he do for an encore? I think he's going to have a similar game flow. Uh, he didn't play very much in the second half because they didn't need him. And I think it's going to be the same thing for a lot of the Ravens guys, including Lamar Jackson. So, uh, they should have an opportunity here. You know, the Giants run defense has obviously been, you know, very consistent and a good defense. I wouldn't call it a great defense, but good defense. But the Ravens run attack when everybody's there is typically hard to defend. So I hope that the Ravens don't go back to where they were at the beginning of the season. They're obviously getting a lot of questions about Mark Ingram. Why isn't he playing? If he plays, you know, you got to be a little concerned that maybe they give too much work to Ingram and not as much to Dobbins. But Dobbins has so dominated touches for them the last few weeks in terms of what their running back touches. So I, I think he's a very safe number two running back, obviously better in non-PPR than PPR. It was nice that he had the 17-yard reception last week, but it was fluky. So uh, 60, 70 yards on the ground, obvious chance to score, uh, you know, puts him in your starting lineup more times than not. All right. How would you compare him to Mike Davis and uh, DeAndre Swift, those kind of mid-tier RB2s? I would start him over Davis in both formats, even though he doesn't catch passes. I just don't like Mike Davis this week taking on Washington. I would start Swift over Dobbins and PPR just based on the catch potential. I want to ask you guys philosophically about this game. The Ravens are 10.5 point favorites. They're playing really well. And the Giants have basically had no quarterback for the last three weeks. Um, they, they went to Seattle and won, and I think they were 10.5 point dogs, something like that. Uh, it, let's say this game were being played, you know, after that. I'm, I'm wondering if people are overreacting because we all sort of think that the Ravens are going to crush the Giants, but they were on a four or five game winning streak. Everything got changed when Daniel Jones got hurt, basically. And he came back and he played against Arizona and he was a shell of himself. He wasn't healthy. Not that he's so played. good, but he couldn't move. Yeah, uh, the, so the, the worst thing Joe Judge has done all season was that decision. Yeah, I don't agree with that, but a lot of people do. Um, I guess, you know, are we are we over are we assuming too much that this game is going to be a blowout cuz you know, the, the Giants have gone toe to toe with the with the Steelers. They were pretty close with the first week uh first week of the season. They took the Ravens, I'm sorry, the uh, Bucks to a two-point conversion. They beat the Seahawks. They've hung in there with some good teams. They almost beat the Rams on the road. Uh so I don't know. I mean, we're we're assuming a lot that this is going to be a blowout and the rankings reflect that. Can their defense contain the Ravens offense? Because the Giants offense has had an impossible time putting points on the board. 19 points, yeah. 17 points, 7 points, 6 points. I don't know that the they... Past four weeks. Like, like you, how many points did the Browns I, score last week? 20. Right, that's the thing. It, it feels like the Browns crushed the Giants, but they only scored 20 points. You know, the Giants 
did a pretty solid job, all things considered. A defense. If Daniel with, Jones can move and be Daniel Jones, then they'll be competitive offensively. He's got to be able to run around. And if he's not healthy, then you just got to wonder what this team's going to look like. Yeah, I don't know that it really matters much. I mean, you're just you're expecting Dobbins to score at this point. He scored in what four games in a row. Jackson's Jackson, Andrews is Andrews, and then Marquise Brown it might be a tougher call. Dave's pretty high on Marquise Brown. Jamie is not, and um, we talked about that kind of earlier in the show in the startometer section. If you want to rewind to that, I guess I'll ask you some Marquise Brown questions here. We'll finish with that. Marquise, Marquise Brown or J.K. Dobbins? Dobbins, Dobbins in both formats. Marquise Brown or Kareem Hunt? Brown. Marquise Brown or Daryl Henderson? Brown. Brown and PPR, Henderson and none. All right. Two games left, and uh, Denver at Los Angeles. Here's a, here's a fun little stat. Stat of the game. You know, we used to love Tim Patrick. Let's call him a sleeper like every week. He leads the team with seven targets inside the 10-yard line. No other Broncos player has more than four in the green zone. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't really find a good stat of the game. <laughs> so there you go. His targets have disappeared lately. It's it's hard to figure out. I mean, like you said, they've been running the ball more, so maybe that factors in. Uh, Drew Locke having a little bit more faith in Noah Fant, like we saw last week. Right. They really made it a point the to get against the ball. Casey Hayward. I think it's going to be tough for him. You know, if that's where he t- he typically lines up, where Hayward lines up, so uh, could be a little rough go there. So I just don't love the setup for Tim Patrick, and I don't know if the Chargers are going to have a big enough lead if they do have a lead that the Broncos are throwing the ball over the place to be chasing points. So um makes me a little bit nervous. We disagree on the Chicago and Jacksonville game. Do you think this could be a close game? I think this is, this could be a close game. Between Every Chargers them. game is a close game. Right. That's that's half of it. All right. So I, I think Denver hangs around in this one. Maybe even wins. Well, I think Denver can win this game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, sit Drew Locke, obviously. Start Melvin Gordon if Philip Lindsay plays. If Philip if doesn't play. If Philip Lindsay does play, uh, Dave, how would we feel about Melvin like Gordon him. there? Still like him? He's still a number two fantasy running back. I'd obviously like him a lot more if Lindsey was out. I'm expecting Lindsey or Freeman, one of them, to be active and to ruin Melvin Gordon. Two weeks ago, they were taking him out of rhythm, man. He, he, he'd have a nice run, and then Lindsey would just show up in there. And Lindsey yeah. started, started last week. Yeah, he started the week before, it. too. Yeah, they. I, I don't know what's up with this that. This has been they should a, move to Gordon. a lopsided split. He has been so much better than Melvin Gordon. They've had almost, then Philip Lindsay. Right, right. Remember when they were both healthy, when they were both healthy earlier this season, Lindsay was getting less work and playing more, uh, performing better. Yeah. He probably, he might need less work, you know, just be, change of pace, try to break off a big play. He's just not a, a grinder. Not that he's getting so much work, but 11, 12 carries a game. Uh, Noah Fant, we talked about Noah Fant or uh, Higby, Comet. Noah Fant are the streamers, basically. Fant. He had, you know, he went he went through that stretch of games where, you know, it was Noah, thank you. Yeah. And the best game that he had in that stretch was against Chargers. He had 11 PPR points um, in their first meeting. So, you know, coming off a strong game, good matchup, good history here. You know, you buy into it. Going to the Chargers. I currently, the Chargers are one of four teams to allow 10-plus touchdowns to tight ends this season. Currently, Justin Herbert is 12th for Jamie and 10th for Dave and 9th for Heath. So that makes him, that puts him ahead of Trubisky. And, but you think you said, Jamie, you moved Mayfield a spot ahead of him? No, I still have him ahead of them right now. But if Keenan uh, Allen doesn't play, he'll be behind those guys. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Drew Brees is ahead of Justin Herbert for Jamie. Back to back for Dave. Back to back for both of them. Right. Yeah. 
So we'll call him a low-end starter, slightly ahead of the streamers for now. Um, and then Eckler's an obvious start. And then if Keenan Allen plays, are you going to start him, Dave? I think I probably prefer to not start him just based on how much practice he hasn't had this week. There's still talk about him. There's talk about him being a game-time decision. Clearly, he's not 100%. I, I don't fault you if you started him last week, but I would fault you if you started him this week because it doesn't seem like he's made a lot of progress based on the reports that we're getting. Now, maybe something positive will come out on Friday, and they'll say, yeah, hey, he's looking good, should be good to go. Maybe the, someone will actually say less of a snap count for Keenan Allen this week. I'd be excited about that. Denver has allowed, I think it's 514 yards to receivers over the last two weeks. It's been preposterous. Wow. <laughs> if, 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 if the set's right, if, I, if I'm thinking of the right team, I'll double check it. But I do think that there's an opportunity there for Keenan Allen to have a, a good game if he's healthy and ready to go. And if he's not, then we've got to talk about uh, some of the other receivers on the squad. Yeah, 514 yards to wide receivers over the past two weeks. Four receivers have had at least 15 PPR points in those two games. Yeah, the Bills crushed them. Sure. So, well, here's the thing about the Chargers, but they, they, right? They're playing with backups in the secondary, and the pass rush is only... It's it's okay. It's not amazing. If, if Keenan Allen doesn't play, I mean, you've got you've to gotta think okay. some wide receiver is going to be good. And, you know, we're going to get a lot of questions on Sunday. Should I start Mike Williams or Jalen Guyton or something like that over... Tyron. Or Tyron Johnson over, I don't know... Um, Marquise Brown, you know, somebody like or Juju Smith-Schuster. What are you going to do? I mean, who who are you going to rank the highest and how high would you rank them? We'll start with Jamie. It'd be Mike Williams, you know, and, and they'd, you know, be in the 30s at best. But they'd all be in that same type of range. I don't think I'd feel comfortable starting any of them confidently over the receivers that you named. I don't think I'd feel comfortable starting them over like Rashard Higgins or Kiki QT. I think it would be too QT to start a Chargers receiver this week. I guess my point is like that? my point is this: if uh, if Keenan Allen doesn't play and we don't expect Hunter Henry to play, and you don't rank any of the wide receivers in the top thirty, then how do you like either Justin Austin Eckler is going to have eighty receiving yards and a touchdown, which of course could happen, or you have to sit Justin Herbert? No, it's 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 just not certainty of which receiver will play well. So one okay. of them could play well, but in terms like that, we, we, we go through these scenarios all the time. You know, it's, it's almost like Lamar Jackson, for example, like mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he throws three touchdowns, but I don't necessarily think that Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews are catching all three of them. Okay. Like we saw last week, you know, it's, it's a miles Boykin touchdown here. Des Bryant touchdown there. You know, that's the type of performance I think you can get from these guys. Donald Parham comes into play now, you know, as a, as a big target that, you know, we've seen him throw to his second tight end at times this season. Remember when Hunter Henry was going through that stretch? It seemed like there was uh, somebody else in the green or, you know, somebody just catching a touchdown that we didn't expect uh, when Jalen Guyton had a couple of those scores. So I could see somebody playing well, but in terms of saying start this receiver because of Justin Herbert's potential, I don't think you could say that with any confidence. Okay. It's a good explanation. It's a confidence game in the quarterback. We're more confident in Herbert, who I think like he, he seems to be that type of quarterback that makes his receivers better. Like you absolutely had to walk away from last week's game feeling like that. Oh yeah. Right. But that's the first time in a month though for him. And you know, it's been a tough stretch and Adam, like, you know, you keep pointing out, I think part of it was time of possession, but he didn't do very much until overtime after having the good start. And that was against arguably the most miserable secondary that we could see, including the jets, including the Jaguars, you know, just what the Raiders threw out there because of all the guys that are missing. Yes. And 
what really stood out to me in that game was the lack of a pass rush. They had one sack on him. It was in the four, late in the fourth quarter. They were never mm-hmm. getting close to him, and that's why you really have to keep an eye on Bradley Chubb. He's going to be a game-time decision. He's among the leaders in pressures in the NFL. He's the linebacker slash pass rusher for the Broncos, and if he doesn't play, it really improves the outlook, I would think, for Justin Herbert. Sure. Chubb is the reason why the Broncos' pass rush is better than okay. Clearly, it's all on him. And if he's not there, then the matchup might be just as good as it was last week for Herbert. Buffalo's at New England, our last game here. And I guess my question for you is, you're looking at the Patriots who are giving up the second fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks. Um, They don't allow teams to run a lot of plays. I think they've seen the second fewest plays in the NFL. Only the Packers have seen fewer. Um, Kyler Murray scored seven points. Justin Herbert scored Four points. Josh Allen scored 12. Lamar Jackson scored 24. He had 55 rushing yards. Um, yeah, no, look, Wilson had a huge game. Oh, Mahomes scored only 23. Wilson and Watson had huge games. Why are you so confident in Josh Allen in this matchup, Jamie? I mean, no Gilmore. Uh, Diggs huge. is healthy. He's playing great right now. Uh, he looks so comfortable. It's unbelievable yeah. how just calm and poised and just throwing the ball in such great spots, leading his receivers. If he gets John Brown back, that's only going to make him that much better. Cole Beasley's playing great, making tough catches. Uh, I just love the setup. Offensive line is playing great for him right now. And so it's just, this is the, the stick the nail in the coffin of the Patriots. And on a national stage to show that the new team has arrived, the new quarterback in the division has arrived. And the Patriots right now are just a shell of themselves. So I love the setup for Josh Allen. So, uh, again, to reference those seven quarterbacks that I think all have the chance to be number one, I have a hard time keeping him in the, in the, in the top spot. You know, he's just got so much upside and so much potential this week. Well, if you're stressed out about it, just go with Mahomes. I think that's kind of a <laughs> never a bad idea. Uh, I want to give a number here. Looking at Cole Beasley, this is perfect. Per game, he's averaging 14.1 PPR fantasy points, and that makes him 24th. How about that? So there are 20, there are actually 26 wide receivers averaging 14 PPR fantasy points. Keep that number in mind. I'm going to give you Cole Beasley's PPR fantasy points in the eight games that John Brown has played. Five. Uh, no, sorry, that's not PPR. Here's PPR. Remember, 14 is a number, is borderline 2 3 wide receiver. So uh, it's nine. 12, 16, 12, 14, 4, 6, and 27. Typically, we're talking about a borderline, usually more like a top 30 guy when John Brown is playing in PPR. He's had two 100-yard games. One of them came with John Brown playing half the snaps and leaving early. And he's had 58 or fewer yards in five of the eight games with John Brown. There's a big difference in his production with or without, and there's a big difference in the targets. But he's on a roll right now. So where is he ranked now, Dave? And where would Cole Beasley fall if John Brown played? I've got Beasley as a low-end number two receiver in PPR. And I almost feel like that's too low. Because he's been just, he's been money in PPR. I think you've illustrated that. I think the floor is pretty good of 10 or 11. And if Brown, and that's if Brown plays. If Brown doesn't play, that floor is going to move up. So I like him. I think if, if, if we're believing that this is going to be an exorcism of the past for, for Buffalo, then... Beasley's going to have a hand in it, just like Stephon Diggs will have a hand in it because Josh Allen will have the biggest hand in it of all. So I, I like him. I like him as a number two receiver in PPR, probably closer to that high-end flex range in John. Okay, uh, and if he plays, would you still start him over John Brown? 
I think I would because I, I'm nervous about John Brown coming back and being on fire in his first game back. I, there's no doubt in my mind that John Brown will get in some playing time before the playoffs, whether it's this week or next week. But I don't think it's going to be – I think he needs to go through some paces first before we trust him to get you north of 15 PPR points. Cam Newton is a sit. Who's the best running back in this game, Jamie? I like Zach Moss. You know, I mean, the the he carries the last two games, 13 each week. I, I don't look at Devin Singletary's touchdown as something to worry about because it was a long breakaway touchdown at the end of the game uh, when they were blowing him out. So I think both guys are, are close, but you've seen the last two weeks that they seem to prefer Zach Moss. And so the first time that these two teams met, he had 81 or 82 rushing yards and two scores. The last two weeks you've seen Cam Akers and Savan Ahmed run through this defense. So there's no must start of these two guys, but I do think that if you're looking for a flex, if you are stuck, I would start Zach Moss over Benny Snell, or excuse me, or James Conner. Um, I would start him over, uh, it's close between him and Daryl Henderson for me in non-PPR. I think Zach Moss has an opportunity here for, and for the Bills to run the ball, especially when they build their lead. They are very much right now throw to score, run to win. Um, and they have a lot of success running, unfortunately, but they try. And I think this is a game where they can try and actually succeed. Yeah, I'm, I'm worried about Singletary starting to catch up to Moss in terms of both playing time and touches. Last week, it was 13 touches for Moss, 11 for Singletary. The playing time was almost even between Singletary and Moss. Singletary actually played more than Moss last week. The week before, it was Moss having more than Singletary. And Singletary started getting work in the red zone. The, the touchdown, the, the long touchdown, you're right. I, I don't think you can really consider that. That was a late garbage time play. But he they, they ran the Statue of Liberty play. And it got called back, and that was to Singletary. So he had a carry inside the 10 that just got called back, and it would have been a touchdown if it hadn't been called back. I I wonder if Singletary is going to start eating in a little bit more. And it just makes me nervous to start either one. And if I had to pick one, it's really hard in non-PPR. But in PPR, I think Singletary, just by, by the process of him catching a few more passes, having the chance to catch two passes in a game, whereas Moss might get one or none, Okay. I think I lean that way, but really, it, it's not like either one is is a definitive start over the other to me. Well, what about uh, Damian Harris? You can run on the Bills, and he's a pretty good running back. He's averaging five yards per carry, a little bit more than that. Uh, I think game script's obviously con- going to concern us, but does anybody have a, any interest in Damian Harris? And we'll just finish with that, guys. So go ahead. He's a flex in non-PPR. He's probably somebody you want to avoid in PPR just because you know he's not going to catch passes. Uh, if, if the... The Patriots have any semblance of competing in this game. It's going to be because of their rushing attack. You're right. You can run on the Bills, at least what we've seen. Melvin Gordon had the two rushing touchdowns last week. So there's an opportunity for Harris. But how healthy is he? Will he right. Play? Is he even going to play? Is he for sure going to play? Well, he's been practicing on, you know, he started practice on a limited basis, you know. So we'll yep. see what happens on Friday and Saturday as they get to Monday's game. So I, I would keep an eye on him just in case somebody dropped him in your leagues and you're stuck. So just something that if you, you know, need a desperation flex, but again, better non-PPR than PPR. Like give me Gio over Damian Harris all day long. Sure. It, yeah. It's Frank, Frank Gore, Damian Harris. I might talk myself into starting Gore. I'll start Harris there. Okay. So that's going to do it. I want to leave you with this. If you're playing against Josh Allen, this is the experience I had yes, uh, last week. It's so depressing because he basically scores every touchdown that the Bills get. Either he throws it or he runs it in. They have scored on offense this year. They have scored 45 touchdowns. Josh Allen, via passing, rushing, or receiving, has 39 of 45 touchdowns. 
unbelievable. So basically what that tells you is they have five rushing touchdowns that are not Josh Allen's. Um, I'll give you a, it's just I'll give you another hard uh, part of that story. Uh, it's actually worked out well, but with something we talked about going into the week last week, um, I was playing against George Maselli in the, 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 the game now where I'm the league where Dave and I are facing each other in championship. And he has Josh Allen and my flex situation. I couldn't find anybody that I liked. And I was, just, you know, okay, maybe this guy, maybe that guy, maybe this guy, maybe that guy. And I was like, you know what? Gabriel Davis is somebody that I actually like. And maybe I get, I steal a touchdown from, from Josh Allen. So just, just a desperation play. I, I played Gabriel Davis. Now I also have Stefan Diggs. So I played Davis and, uh, so I, I, I took away half of Josh Allen's points because of PPR. So Stefan Diggs scored 25, Josh Allen scored 41. Davis, I don't know how much you paid attention to that game. Davis had a, a catch at the goal line mm-hmm. <laughs> that the, the announcers even made a point of it. Like he didn't try to stick the ball over probably because there was a defender coming and could have knocked the ball out of his hands. But had he at least made the attempt, he may have scored. And I'm watching that play on floor. I'm like, oh my God, everything. It was it was the the Dawson Knox touchdown. It was yeah. him running it it's in. It's always touchdown. Mm-hmm. It was everybody but Gabriel Davis. <laughs> yeah, but it's but it's never like, oh, a handoff to Devin to Zach Moss at the goal. And if it is, he gets stuffed, and then Josh Allen throws it or runs it in. It's always Allen. Well, that's our for many of you, this is the last starter sit episode that you're going to need to listen to. We hope you stick around. We'll, we'll, of course, uh, in week 17, we'll cover it like a normal week, but also spin it forward to 2021 and talk Dynasty. I want to thank everybody for uh, being part of the show and listening. we got a mailbag coming up on Saturday. We're not going away. we got a full week next week. we got three episodes a week during the offseason, so we, we never go away, basically. Uh, but good luck to you in your championship round. Thanks to Dave and Jamie for hanging out on this Thursday night. Merry Christmas to everybody celebrating. Happy holidays. And let's go win a league. Go win your league. See you later. Yes. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. It's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig? Bob Marley, One Love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.